0: Hello and welcome to episode 98 of My Circus, My Monkeys. It's November, the time we traditionally start to think about gratitude, but I want to go a different route. I know many of you are stressed with the end of the semester, but at some point, you're also going to realize that on top of the stress you're feeling at work, you have to visit your family for the holidays. As if the holidays themselves weren't enough, it's all going down after midterm elections. Womp, womp. Even if you get along well with most of your relatives, emotions run high during the holidays. So this week, we're going to talk about healthy boundaries. If you have trouble setting boundaries, or maybe don't even know what they really are, stay tuned.
1: You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host... Anne Brackett, the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University.
0: So let's start with the basics. What the bleep is a boundary. Most of us have never been taught how to establish healthy boundaries, especially women. That's definitely been true for me. It's something that I've been working on with my coach, so I wanted to share what I'm learning with you. When we aren't comfortable doing something, it makes it seem at best mysterious, and at worst, Scary. So, when I asked what even is a boundary, my guess is you probably had a hard time defining it. In a nutshell, a boundary is the container or vessel that allows you to be your best self. Now, what the bleep does that mean? Well, what do you need to keep yourself healthy and balanced? Whatever that is, and it's going to be different for everyone, making sure that you have what you need and removing what you don't are boundaries. This concept may seem selfish on the surface, but being your best self isn't about being pampered and ignoring your responsibilities or other people. It means being able to show up the best way possible at work and at home. It's about showing up for the people in your life in a way that brings out their best self. And you can only do that if you're at your best. We've talked about self-care many times. Oh, and by the way, Setting healthy boundaries is absolutely critical for self-care. So let's say you know you perform at your best when you do yoga at least three times a week. You setting aside time to do that is creating a healthy boundary. And again, this isn't about being selfish. If you work better, are more patient, are more whatever because you've done your yoga, doesn't that benefit everyone? Same thing with sleep. Maybe you need eight hours of sleep to be at your best. What's getting in the way of that? Now, those of you with small children are probably laughing hysterically right now. I do realize that it isn't always possible to put everything in place the way you want it. But think about what you can put into place to get you closer to that ideal. It's easy to give up on setting boundaries when you feel like so much is out of your control. In the next episode, I'm gonna dig into why we have such a hard time setting boundaries, so we'll get more into it then. Now, in my intro, I focused on the upcoming holiday family time. Why? Because it's both topical, and it's something out of the ordinary. I'm going to be talking about work as well, but sometimes when we're living something day after day, it's harder to notice when boundaries are being broken or that they need to be set. I mean, is this just how work is? Or is there something wrong? It's just harder to tell. But since the holidays are supposed to be this magical time, it feels more noticeable when something doesn't feel right, when something doesn't feel magical. And when something feels wrong, how does that show up for you? Have you ever gotten angry over the holidays? Maybe it's your relative that loves to antagonize folks with their political views. Maybe it's your kids for complaining about the gifts they got. Maybe it's your mom for demanding that you do blank on a certain holiday, even though it's not what you wanna do. I don't think you really need my examples. I'm assuming as soon as I asked, your mind flooded with examples of being angry. As I mentioned earlier, the holidays are typically wrought with emotion, so this anger probably feels larger than the angries you get at work. It's also more challenging because often you're so busy at work You don't even have the time to process that you're angry, much less why. Now, what do you do when the anger comes? Most of us are uncomfortable with anger. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Lash out? Ignore it? Shove it down? Obsess about it all day? Or all week? Or even all month? When anger shows up, most of us don't have a particularly healthy way of dealing with it. And here's the thing. Anger is just your body slash spirit slash mind letting you know that a boundary needs to be put in place or that one was violated. Anger feels very in your face because it's trying to get your attention. Hey, you. Uh, uh, Hey, me. This thing that's happening isn't cool. It's not okay. It's definitely impacting our ability to be our best self. Please address it. And how do we address it? That's right, by setting or reinforcing a boundary. Problem is, most of us are so anxious to just diffuse that feeling of anger that we focus on making it go away, not on fixing the underlying problem. If you lash out, which let's face it, happens to the best of us, do you later go back and address the issue? If you ignore it, do you keep shoving it back down or do you try to understand what's going on so you can fix it? Anger is a healthy response. Anger is a good thing. Most of us just haven't been taught to see anger for what it is, nor have we learned how to set the boundaries we need so that we can fix the underlying issue. I too am working on setting better boundaries. And to be more effective at doing anything, you need the right knowledge and tools to do it, right? Well, one tool I've gotten from my coach is understanding the four ways to set boundaries. They have absolutely helped me because as much as we might say, hey, set better boundaries, that doesn't at all explain how to do it. So what are the four ways? One, you can do it yourself. Two, you can ask an authority. Three, you can make a request with consequence. And four, you can walk away. Let me explain each one a little bit more. And before I do that, I do wanna remind you that in the next episode, we'll get more into why we have such a hard time setting boundaries, even when we do know these options. So as if I go through them, you're all easier said than done, Anne. You are correct. But we've gotta start somewhere if we wanna start establishing better boundaries. Now, the first way to set a boundary is for you to do it yourself. When I first started doing this podcast, I didn't schedule time for that to happen. I figured I'd find the time somewhere, and I did, but it often stressed me out. I knew it had to be completely recorded, edited, and uploaded by Tuesday evening, but I ended up with meetings peppered throughout my day on Monday and Tuesday, which would make me angry. So it often meant that I was doing the podcast on the weekend or staying up late Monday and Tuesday night, which again, Would make me angry. That system was not letting me be my best. Since I largely control my own schedule, I started blocking off all of Tuesday, so I made sure I had the time and energy to do my best work. Can I still schedule things on Tuesday if I want? Yes, but blocking it off gave me the boundary I needed to make sure I was setting myself up for success. There are absolutely things that you can change in your life right now. They don't need anyone's permission but yours. If you feel like that's not true, you're definitely going to want to listen to the next episode. But keep in mind, boundaries can be about restricting others, like I restricted others' access to my calendar. But boundaries can also be about setting ourselves up for success with the right systems or conditions. If you can't be at your best when your environment is messy, you might need to create a system that better keeps your office and house clean. If one of your talents keeps showing up as a weakness, you can set boundaries for yourself by limiting how often that happens. An example I've used many times is me over inputting, AKA too much researching. I'm not going to be at my best if I'm researching all the time but not putting anything into action. So setting limits for myself on my Googling can be a healthy boundary. The second way to set a boundary is to ask an authority you may not be completely in control of your schedule or a person or a thing that's making you angry. When that happens, you might need to ask the person who is in charge of that area to get a boundary set. For example, is there a policy that needs to be changed? Or maybe you need a promotion. An authority figure would have to do that for you. Let's say your department works with another department that gives you information and they're often late with that material. To solve the problem up until now, you may have started collecting the data yourself, or you just have to stay late to do it at the last minute every time. Now that's technically solving the problem, but is it setting you up for success? I'll wager it is not. Since you aren't, quote unquote, in charge of that department, you might need to ask your supervisor to step in and correct the issue. Now you may wonder, what if they won't fix it, Anne? Good question. If they won't fix the problem, that doesn't mean game over. You can still set a boundary yourself by deciding what you will and won't do to give yourself what you need. In my example, if it typically takes you two days to process the information from the other department, you can let your supervisor know that you're going to take two days to process the information rather than staying late or coming in early to get things back on schedule. In that scenario, you're still doing your job to the best of your ability. You're just not letting the other department's decisions impact your well-being. If someone complains that it's late on your end, you can simply direct them to the issue for the delay. Third way to set a boundary is to make a request, but understanding that your request may have consequences. You cannot control other people So if you make a request of someone, you cannot be guaranteed that you'll get the outcome you want. That person could say yes, but they might say no and be mad or upset or whatever. If you don't get the answer you want, you'll have to go back and choose one of the other ways to set boundaries. For example, my sister asked me if I'd go over to their house and dog sit for for them while they were gone on vacation. Now, yes, this started out with her making a request of me, but how many times have you done something you didn't want to do or wasn't convenient just because somebody asked? Exactly. Well, I didn't mind the dog part, but they live so far out that it would have doubled my travel time to most of my appointments. So I made a request that I watch the dog at my house. Now, she could have said no, that won't work, been mad that I didn't just say yes or anything else but she said that was fine with her. I helped my sister, but in a way that allowed me to have healthy boundaries. Now, before I talked about your supervisor as a possible authority figure who could help you set a boundary. But just because someone is an authority, that doesn't mean they always play that role in setting boundaries. Say your boss texts you after 5 p.m. on a regular basis, and you've decided that you need to detach from work at 5 p.m. every day to be your best. You can make a request of your supervisor that they only text you during work hours. Again, they don't have to agree to your request. And as with any request, there may be consequences. Your boss might be angry that you asked, or it might change the way they feel about you. Oh, I thought Brenda really cared about the students. I guess not. But remember, this isn't about pleasing people. Again, listen to the next episode. It's about your well-being. So the final way is to let it go. And this might feel the same as ignoring the situation or convincing yourself that it's not important, but there is a big difference. In this case, you're letting it go because you've decided it isn't important like you initially thought or because there's something else that's more important. That means you can't just say you're letting go because it's easier than setting a boundary another way. If you're letting it go, you have to really let it go. This last one sometimes requires some introspection and even new knowledge to allow yourself to truly let things go. For example, maybe you've been sucked into a committee that seems like a huge waste of your time. I mean, after all, you have so much to do. You could decide to remove yourself, ask your boss if you can quit, or request that the committee meet less frequently. But you could also decide that you're looking at the situation wrong. Instead of focusing on the work you're not getting done, you might realize that having access to those specific individuals could help you get other things taken care of more quickly. Now, this isn't about forcing yourself to manufacture a reason not to be mad. It's about honestly reframing a situation so it's serving you instead of working against you. Let's run through these four with a classic family holiday situation. It's Thanksgiving, and great-aunt Bertha loves to bring up politics and argue with family members who don't agree with her point of view. That's not a great vibe for you, so you need to establish a boundary. Option one, do it yourself. You could decide you're not going to Thanksgiving this year. If you're hosting, you could tell Aunt Bertha she's not invited. Or you could decide you're going to leave as soon as she starts discussing politics. Option two, ask an authority. If it's happening at someone else's house, you could ask them not to invite her or you could ask them to establish some rules for behaviors. And of course, I realize it might seem a little odd to think of your mom or brother as an authority, but if they're the host or well-established matriarch of the family, then it still holds true. Option three, make a request. You can ask great-aunt Bertha if she would refrain from discussing politics. She might say yes. She might say no. She might say no and immediately launch into her usual shtick. But you can ask. Option four, let it go. You can decide that even though the moments she does get combative isn't pleasant, you decide to let it go and focus on the quality time you do get with her. Different situations are going to more naturally lend themselves to one of these options. It's not really about right or wrong per se. It's about deciding the best way to get your needs met. It's about putting the right structures around you to make sure you can be your best. As we're going to get to next time, none of this information makes creating or reinforcing boundaries easy. But what happens when you don't, recognize what your anger is telling you, or when you ignore those feelings, is that the anger festers and turns into resentment. Anger is a healthy response, resentment is not. Resentment isn't healthy for you, it's not healthy for your relationships. So as you're wrapping up the semester and prepping for the holidays, pay attention to any anger you feel or any thoughts that seem angry because maybe you've gotten a little too good at ignoring your feelings. And when either of those things happen, Think about why you're angry. That's the thing that needs a boundary put in place or reinforced. And even if setting boundaries seems too overwhelming right now, the first step is just identifying where they need to go. That's a win in and of itself. And until next time, stay strong.
1: Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.
0: As always, Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go. One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. We are revamping the Institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change in even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track. So we've also added a bonus for everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning. You will get an additional 60 minutes of our time and you can use that for more individual coaching, a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our summer institute starts on May 28th Go ahead and register now. Check it off your list. We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest. And that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes. Or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, contact us at anne, and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org.
1: Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkeys. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.